Hi there, I'm Holly McDonald with the Costa Mesa Pod, where we discuss all things that relate to the lifestyle, businesses, and activities that make Costa Mesa such a great place to live. Today I have Linda with Wow Bow Wow OC. And Linda, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Holly. I really look forward to this. Um, I've uh, listened to a couple of your uh, podcasts, and you know what? It's great to get to know your neighbors. Totally true. I think that's part of what makes the community so special, right? Is kind of getting to know who who's here and what it's about. So anyway, can you tell us a little bit about Wow Bow Wow OC? Okay, so um, it, I am a dog trainer, and what I do is help the pup parents. Um, I work with pup parents with um, pets, not necessarily agility or, or service dogs, but helping the pup parents understand their dog so that they can raise and train a well-mannered and well-adjusted dog. And I serve people with puppies that just brought home a puppy or you may not know of this, but you know they go through a teen phase. So I help the pet parents with adolescent dogs, about four or five months old to about two to two and a half years old. And then of course, rescue dog is my heart dog. And so I help you know the pup parents that just brought home a new dog to them, but they may be more mature or sometimes they are puppies. And so I help them train their dogs too. So cool. So as a parent myself, I love to hear about this. And so I wanted to know how you got into this field. Oh, okay. I'll just try to make it quick. So <laughs> over five years ago, I decided uh, I, went, I need a change in my life. And one area that I was interested in moving into was animal advocacy work. And so um, I looked at several different um, nonprofits and things like that. But it came back to what I know, and that was dogs. And when I looked into the dog industry training, I found out, um, I'm going to just say this, you know, about 50% of the trainers still train with methods that are uh, not very kind. And we don't have to be the dominant person over your dog. You know, leadership is fine. Of course, we live with rules and boundaries. And so I decided I needed to um, help spread the word that there are better ways of training your dog. So is that when you decided to start Wow Bow Wow? So about five years ago? Um, I started literally about three years ago, actually. Three years okay. ago. Um, there is an asterisk there because I tried to start 2020, January. I got my business license. I got my cards and they were kind of shut down. Yeah, you, we know the story. So I ended up starting, restarting about nine months later. So about three years ago. Oh, okay. Well, that's really exciting. So you've always had a passion for pets then. I've always had a passion um, for dogs specifically, but in my um, growth, you know, um, farm animals and and wildlife, yeah, many different things, right? Yeah. Costa Mesa, since this is a Costa Mesa podcast, yeah. um, mm -hmm. is there is there anything specific to like the area and your services that you feel is a good tie-in for people to know about? Well, you know, we live in a pretty dense population, and um, I lived in Costa Mesa, oh, about maybe, I think it's almost 15 years now. And, um, you know, I think, I can't remember the statistics, but I know at least 
at least 60% of us have some kind of, you know, pets. And there's a lot of people with dogs in our community for sure. And, you know, I see people struggling. Yeah. Even, you know, just walking our dogs. I see people sometimes struggling with their dogs. And, and I feel like, you know, I can really help them and their dog because, because both parties are suffering. Because a lot of times a dog is suffering because they may be overexcited, they can't control themselves, or they're fearful, right? And then on the human side, oh my God, I mean, we're all human. We we feel frustrated sometimes with our dogs, you know, and, and in the community, you know, sometimes even though people are not judging us, we feel embarrassed. <laughs> I love to help both sides, the dog and the parents. Yeah, when you're out there on your own and you're walking your dog through the neighborhood, and other people are walking their dogs through the neighborhood. I found that there are definitely like kind of unspoken rules of etiquette for how to respond to other people and their dogs or how to how to tell them how to approach you. You know, like say, I can't tell you how many times little kids would come running up to my dog and yeah. say, like, pet your doggy. And it's like, you have to kind of teach them the right way to, you know, treat your dog. Otherwise, they may not respond accordingly. They, they might be scared or freaked out just like a human would be. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any tips about that? I'm just kind of throwing that at you, but just came to mind. Oh, okay. So um, actually, I know we don't want to be come across as being, let's just say this, offensive. But sometimes you uh -huh. have to be the advocate for your dog. And some people don't understand what they're doing when they come up to you and say, oh, can I pet your dog? And they start reaching out to your dog. Because your dog, not every dog is responsive to people coming at them, you know, like this. So I teach the humans, actually, when we practice this, we practice this, putting the hand out and saying, I'm sorry, but we're in training. If you want to help me teach my dog to be more comfortable meeting people, can you help me? And so in, as a community, we can help each other learn, you know, how to be better at uh, uh, meeting, meeting each other with dogs, as well as helping your dog be more comfortable and know that you are, you know, covering their back. Yeah, that's really true. I have seen people do that. And I think that that's really helpful. Um, I know also, like a lot of the times when I'm walking the dog, some people are very courteous and like will split sides of the street. Like if they see me coming on this side, if they have a bigger dog, they might cross to the other side or vice versa. Like we might cross if we see the dogs coming. Um, and then also sometimes people will let their dogs run up to your dog. And unfortunately, like I remember being in like a situation where the dog ran up and my dog was like, no, this ain't happening. And then there was like a scuffle and it was, it was yeah, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary because you don't know the other dog, right? Yeah. You know your dog, but you don't know the other dog. So those are like just general manners we should have living in our community. And I really would like to tell people, not all dogs like other dogs. They're like people. Sometimes they're kind of more of an introvert. So they may not want to meet your dog, right? Especially a, another dog that comes charging at them. They may see that as being very like aggressive towards them, even though your dog isn't. So, so don't, I know people say, oh, my dog is friendly, but you don't know the situation of the other dog. So be a better community member, right? Um, 
be courteous, um, leash up your dog. I know some people unleash their dogs in different parts, but when you see other people coming, leash your dog, please do that. I prefer you keep them leashed, <laughs> but you know, people don't, but please leash your dog unless you have a really pat recall on your dog. But I'm saying, I'm saying this now, most of you don't. <laughs> Doing real estate, like I encounter so almost, it's definitely over 50%. I don't know the exact percentage, but over 50% of homeowners have pets. Most of them have dogs. Same thing with renters. A lot of them have pets. Yeah, dogs are like, you know, they call it your best friend for a reason, right? Like they are, you know, they bring so much love and joy. Even before we started, even before, before we started the recording, it was funny because this is my first podcast. And I told you, Jill came over here and sat on my lap and you said, oh yeah, you know, they sent you stress. It's like, yeah, she must be sensing my stress. So she came over here to comfort me. And now she's gone. So she knows I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely yeah. do. I know. Um, and even when I was like pregnant, my dog was super protective of me. And I mm -hmm. thought that was so sweet. And I had read about it and, you know, got to witness it, which was really cool. They are amazing. They're amazing companions. They're amazing family members. And so I want, you know, people to understand them and their needs because they're not, they're not machines. You know, they're living sentient beings. So it's not just training them is what I do is helping you understand who your dog is. Yeah. So now Costa Mesa is a very pet friendly place. I would say, would you say that Costa Mesa has a lot of amenities and offerings for people that are pet parents and dog parents? Yes. You know what? Um, we have several parks in the area for sure. And, you know, Costa Mesa is not by itself. You know, we, we have a bigger Orange County community too. But in this, in the city of Costa Mesa, um, you know, we have our dog park that we have over there near the Two Winkle park. park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we have lots of green parks that we can walk our dogs in. And, um, not all neighborhoods, but most of us, most of the neighborhoods have sidewalks. So we can walk our dogs in our neighborhoods and um, especially those city parks. They, they all have um, the poop bags and things. So, but you yes. know, carry your own, please carry your own and please pick up, please pick up. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. You know, Costa Mesa also have an animal services subcommittee. If you wanted to join that, just to let you know, and you can like, you know, help, um, help solve problems that we have in the community in regards to our pets, or, you know, have some great fundraising ideas or new amenities that you want to incorporate, you know, built in our, in our community. So, you know, join, join that too. I'm just pitching that because I was on that when it first, uh, when it first began. Yeah. The bark park is pretty wild. Like it's so cool that they have this great space for the dogs to run around. It is literally like a dog happy hour every day there. Um, and the dogs can go off leash and they can really, especially for the bigger dogs, I mean, they can just run out all of their energy, which is great. And you're right, like Fairview Park and Back Bay have all the trails. I often see yes. people there with their dogs too. Yes, I go to Fairview Park often too. <laughs> but the dog park, one thing I do highly recommend people is to please watch your dog. Please watch your dog instead of, I'm sorry, please watch your dog instead of just your cell phone, right? Um, I know I used to go there with, uh, when I had more dogs, I have two now, but, um, and it was a great community because I met lots of people with, you know, dogs. I have friends that I met there, but yeah. please keep an eye on your dog to make sure 
they're okay and and other dogs are okay around them. Okay, so that's another news. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to find out a little bit more about your business. So I know, okay. I think it's so interesting what you were saying too about the whole adolescent phase. So how does it work when people want to work with you? Is, is it like a one-on-one? -on -one? Is it group services? How does that work? So I offer one-on-one uh, -on -one within like about a 15-mile radius. About a 30-minute drive is what I like limit it to. And then as of last spring, I had the opportunity to start group classes locally in Costa Mesa. Um, I, I actually teach at a facility, the Animal Wellness Center of OC. It's a rehab center for, for, for animals. <clears throat> beautiful, beautiful place. And so um, I uh, use a facility uh, for my group classes. And I keep my group classes small, like I'm at maybe four to six dogs and pet parents at a time. And I have them on Wednesday, uh, Thursday night, and Saturday morning. So I have three options. All of them are uh, coming to a close right now because of the holiday season. And I'll restart again in the beginning of January. I think the first one I've scheduled is um, Saturday, January 6th. That's the first group class. But the one-to-ones, you know, contact me. I'm, I'm open to come help you with your pets. And adolescent dogs, that's the majority of my clients, I would say, because the dog is all of a sudden from puppy phase when they were like, oh, I, I taught them to sit and down. But then, then they're now not listening to me. They're like going crazy, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's when I get called in a lot. And I'm going to say this also. That's when a lot of pet parents end up, I see dogs being um, relinquished because they just overwhelmed with their adolescent dog. But you know what? If you work with them, if they get beyond this period, you know, you have a great, great companion. You just have to get through this period like your kids. <laughs> and so the last type of service I have is on-demand self-study programs. And this is a newer thing I'm creating because, like I mentioned in the beginning, my mission is to change the training world to understand that we don't have to train with, with um, dominance theory kind of thing, right? We don't have to train with pain or, or corrections constantly. So, um, so I have an on-demand program, a self-study program that I started uh, maybe in August that I created, maybe, maybe earlier than that, maybe July. Well, I mean, I'd be creating it, right? But that's when I started introducing it in August. And so that program um, is basically um, over a hundred videos and things, but, but it helps you get through the, uh, the stages of your dog's life. Um, and I have a puppy, which is from two to, two to four months old when you get the puppy. And then uh, the second program is, I call it from rambunctious to well-mannered, but it's basically the dog that's not only the adolescent, but the new dog you may get from, you know, the shelter or you adopt later in their life. So that, those are my programs. That, that's what I offer right now. That's amazing. I got so many different offerings. And I mean, I'm sure you touch on so many different ways to help pet owners and the pets kind of, you know, just make their relationship better and stronger. Um, so where on earth can people find you if they want to contact you? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? So my website is wowbowwowoc.com. 
gmail.com. You can call me at 714-794-9625. You can text me there too. I have an email address, but most people tend to call me. My wet, uh, my email address is wowbowwowsocal, S-O-C-A-L, at gmail.com. And then I do have um, a Facebook page as well as an Instagram and YouTube channel. Well, I have your Instagram, so I'll make sure to be linking that. Okay. And I just, okay, I perfect. love the name of your business. I mean, it's oh, thank so you. creative. Thank you. <laughs> It just came out of my, uh, I just, it just came out of my head and, and, uh, I know some people struggle with words, with naming their company. It just came out of my head and it's like, wow, this, that's it. And I just went with it. He <laughs> is meant to be just a natural fit. <laughs> Holly, I thing. really appreciate you, uh, uh, asking me to come on here. I really enjoyed this, um, this podcast, my first podcast. And so, no. um, yeah. You did fantastic. And thank you so much. And I hope others can, um, you know, get the help and support they need with their dogs and contact you and then have peace in their world. Yes, yes, yes. Harmony in their world with their pets. Bye. Thank you.